Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am Jacob and I'm here with... Indigo, hello. Um, we're reviewing The Menu, um, which is the new film by Mark Malloyd? Malod? Ah. I can't pronounce his name. I don't look at these things. Um, an interesting one because he has a big comedy, British comedy background, um, doing things like The Royal Family... I did Allergy in the House. I did not know any of these things. Yeah, he did the far show, um, Shameless. Oh, amazing. Uh, that recontextualizes everything and would yeah. have made the movie a lot less of a surprise. And yeah, and then he kind of moved to America and did like Entourage and Succession and stuff like that. Um, stars Ralph Fiennes, Nicholas Holt, Anna Taylor Joy, among others. Um, what did you think before you watched it? Um, so I'd seen the trailer a couple of times and, um, I'd had others tell me what it was supposed to be. Those, those in the know like you that obsessively read the background of things. Um, and I expected, uh, spooky, maybe a bit, not spooky in any kind of supernatural way. Um, but I expected like intense, maybe a bit too scary, unsettling is the word I was looking for. Um, and, um, yeah, I think you or someone had said, like, Uncut Gems stress movie, uh, which didn't fill me with joy because I I spend my life stressed. Uh, um, but then someone, but then the other description was, like, Triangle of Sadness, which we watched recently. Um, uh, and, you know, like, more of a satire of the bourgeoisie, uh, which I'm all four and I didn't know anything about this about who'd um yeah who'd done it mm-hmm. so I I would say I didn't know whether I was going to like it yeah going in okay you um it's, it's kind of similar I think I probably knew a bit more about it than you I didn't know I didn't know how it was going to unfold at all but I knew that it would be kind of more of a thriller just based on the trailers alone um yeah, I've I, seen the trailers. Yeah, I thought... I, I I was pretty sure I was going to enjoy it. Um, just because... I mean, it's something... The trailer came out a while ago, and I've been quite excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, to a degree. I think my expectations kind of changed, because I think when I first saw the trailer, I kind of thought potential Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. And the more I went along, I just thought more entertaining thriller. Um, which is kind of what, for me, it ended up being. Um Interesting. Interestingly, so from the trailer, because uh, uh, we watched this with in a double bill immediately <laughs> after watching Bones and All, uh, I thought I was going to have a night of cannibalism, like really spooky, yeah. intense. Uh, I thought I was going to leave the cinema after many hours and just like be really drained. Yeah. I think because of the way the trailers are and the way the movie goes, I do think we should split up a bit of this right, and yeah, not we'll, do too we'll, much we won't spoilers, do too many spoilers yeah. or at least to begin with holler um yeah. if we are going to because i think the trailers did a really good job with this with yeah. not you often i get annoyed i feel like i've watched the movie what's the point mm. um and whilst this does enough to get you in i really don't think it it gives yeah in hindsight actually probably one of the best trailers of the year in terms of how it really gives you the tone without really telling you what happens. It's really interesting to me that you say this, and I almost don't 
And maybe it was just me misunderstanding the trailers. Mm. Or maybe it was because you saw who it was written by and that immediately gave you context. Yeah. But for me, the tone is not what is on the trailers. And it's almost not a switch and bait, but like in in a in a good way. Yeah. Um, like it really it was funny. Like I was, was laughing funny, yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. Um, and that is not the trailer I was like I was worried that it was gonna be like too intense and I wouldn't um enjoy it. But yeah, it yeah. definitely it didn't have that. Yeah, I thought there was. I, I kind of expected some humor from. Like, there was a bit of humor in the trailer, a little bit. There was um, the thing I remember from the trailer was this isn't a spot. I mean, it's in the trailer, I only so of saw course the trailer it isn't. Twice. Um, but you know the bit where he gives out the tea as a palate cleanser, and then Nicholas Holt's character is like, "Oh, do I sense this in there?" And he's kind of he, he, he like he's like, "Yes, you do." And the kind of the way they edit it in the trailer is like as a joke, kind of. Funny. As it is in the yeah, film yeah, as well, yeah. It's like fair. just like little things like that. So it wasn't like an overtly funny trailer, but it gave hints that it was going to be kind of like have it at least have a half smile throughout it. See, but. in the trailer to me, that didn't come across as like ha ha funny, but yeah. more like unlikable characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, especially because it had been compared to the stressful movies like Uncut Gems mm. for me, which is just full of unlikable characters. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was like, it's going to be kind of dark. Which, yeah. I mean, it is a dark movie. Mm. Um, but it doesn't feel dark to me. No, kind it of doesn't. Through, yeah. Throughout it. Like, yeah. it didn't feel like a thriller. Yeah, okay. For well, me. Did you enjoy it? I did. I enjoyed it. Again, expectations. Yeah. As I always say, is the biggest predictor. Probably because I went in not sure if I would like it and f- worried that I would be a bit dragged down by the whole thing. The fact that I actually found it really funny mm. was a great surprise to me. And that they really managed to balance satire, laugh out loud, funny bits. Laugh out loud funny might be an exaggeration, yeah. but I was actually laughing. Yeah, yeah. I heard um, you I heard you having a few good laughs. A proper yeah. cackle. Yeah. Um you know, balanced with social commentary, brilliant mm. acting, tense moments, some twists and turns. Yeah. Like, there was, it, you know, once you know what's going on, there's an overarching predictableness to it, mm. but at no point is it, like, exactly, you could, You know, this is the standard beat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. well, for... I, I, there's, I won't, I don't want to say too much why until we get into spoilers, but what I'll say is I really, really, really like this film, like, so much more than I thought I was going to, which is, like, at the start I thought I wasn't going to, I don't don't think this is much of a spoiler at all, but, like, the start of the film, um, does, the start feels very triangle of sadness where they're all getting on this boat and you see them kind of, like, sitting around chatting and that kind of thing, like, introducing the characters, and the thing that started to annoy me was just how low-hanging fruit it was. Like, the stuff they were saying, like, you know, to satirise these kind of rich characters was just mm-hmm. so, like, so on the nose and so obvious. I thought, this, like, the kind of character, like, caricatures of the characters were just so, like, you know, if you had to get anyone to write down a list of funny things you think rich influence would say, that's pretty much what anyone would come up with. Just, like, you know, like, the taking photos of everything and like being pretentious about the like the taste palettes and so on. and it was a little bit like it felt in a year where like triangle of sadness which i liked a lot triangle of sadness was not a very subtle film but for another film to tackle something similar and be even less subtle than that i was just like right okay i i, I wouldn't disagree with you i maybe would say it didn't strike me quite as um on the nose as you yeah. but i also didn't mind especially because it did end up that is 
part of the joke. It yeah. ended up, it felt intentional yeah. rather than lazy to me. Okay, yeah. I mean, so that's the thing is, I think I now that I've seen the full film, I'm more forgiving of it. Um, and I think it also became less... I don't know if they toned it down or if it just became less grating as the film went on. But, um, yeah, I think like my biggest problem with the film is some of the more obvious stuff, which, um, I don't know, shall we just go into spoilers now? Because we've given our kind of... So the, the things... The, some of the other stuff that's obvious is that, like, I mean, I knew to a certain extent that there were going to be twists and shocking things in the film. But the shocking stuff kind of was like the least shocking version of what it could be like the predictable shock stuff is that someone suddenly gets shot and that's kind of what happens you know like some things suddenly take a violent turn which for me was a bit like oh like it's a it's a shock change in the tone of the, in the pace of the film but like it's kind of the least shocking shocking thing that could have happened if that makes sense yeah well because from you kind of not for like if you went into the movie knowing literally nothing yeah i think probably not yeah yeah but from the tray like if you watch the trailer you know bad stuff's gonna go down like i really thought i was gonna be watching a cannibal movie (laughs) yeah yeah no definitely yeah i said it's funny because we saw that letterbox review where someone was like the biggest surprise of this film is that it didn't end up being a cannibal movie yeah like which is true never thought that would be the biggest surprise (laughs) yeah um but now that we're into spoilers, I will deliver why I really like the film mm-hmm. and um, and why some of my kind of hot takes about it. Um, the thing I really like about it is that for me, I mean, you can say more broadly it's about like the arts and creativity, but for me, the film was about filmmaking. So the God, all the wanker, I know all the characters in the at the dinner like all the attendees are all people involved some way in the filmmaking so you get the rich bro investors who are meant to be the producers and they're telling even though they don't have an artistic bone in their body they're telling Ralph Fiennes who's the film director how he should make his film because they're the ones that are putting up with the money so they want you know this thing mm-hmm. out of it um, Nicholas Holt is obviously kind of like what we're doing now basically which is the people that sit online and talk about films yeah, all day but absolute worst yeah but then like, true villain of the movie then obviously the film in the bit in the film where he's told to start cooking and he just crumbles because he can't so, do it such a good which moment. is a great scene um but like, so there's a lot of stuff in there that's kind of just about like you know the the artistic yeah. process you but, literally have an actor in there yeah you have a critic but the thing have... that really brings it home for me and this is kind of i guess the big spoiler of the film is at the end when anya taylor joy asks for a cheeseburger and Ralph Fine suddenly kind of makes this cheeseburger and springs to life. And there's that whole thing about like how you try and make these kind of really complicated, pretentious works to kind of justify yourself as a creative person. But at the end of the film, what he really loves is, you know, what takes him back to his love of creating food in the first place, which is just bringing people joy. And I think that's kind of an interesting, again, extreme. This would probably be one of the most pretentious reviews I ever give. And that's we fine. We are making a movie front. podcast, darling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that is, like, such a good look at, like, the current state of films where it's, like, you either get, like, the Marvel films where you have, like, the investor bros telling people how to make films or you have these overcomplicated A24 elevated horror things. And what's missing is exactly what this film is, which is an unpretentious, mid-range, original, entertaining film. Almost like... I don't know if you could go as far as to call it unpretentious. Al- almost but... like um, <laughs> like Top Gun, for example. Yeah. Which, like, it's no, just, like, agree. these films that are missing from the landscape. Way. which is like you, they're not the opposite of what Ralph Fine says they're not supposed to be tasted they're supposed to be eaten 
eaten and they're just supposed to be enjoyed like you know mid-range yeah. original films like this don't come around very often and this is kind of this film when you was say mid-range as like mid-budget cost? like mid-budget okay. so it's not like this really low budget thing and it's not like a mega kind of marvel blockbuster it's it, it like the menu is the cheeseburger like it's just very entertaining yeah, i would agree um completely and actually i i think that feeds in really well with the stuff that I was saying about the trailer. I think yeah. the trailer does appear that it is going to be more this like artsy, thrillery, yeah. like it's gonna have message, but it's also gonna be really tense and just drag just like heavy and um but yeah, but also like hovery and stuff. Yeah. And um but it is just a joke and it does just take the piss out of itself yeah, exactly. like brilliantly. Um and you could easily tear it apart. Yeah. Um, it you know nothing's flawless, mm. uh, but it was really enjoyable. Yeah, and yeah, and it did it whilst being cheesy and whilst not entirely doing things that once you know what's going on are unpredicted, but just doing it well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like it does use cliches, like you were saying about the um characters at the beginning. And yeah. It's like, but Jesus Christ, you don't have to make everything buried under. 11 layers of yeah. fucking uh, mis- mystery yeah. it's just like yeah, yeah I'm trying to show you a gross frat boy so I gave you or a banker bro I gave yeah. you a banker bro like that's what I wanted to give you why would I give you anything else yeah and I think that's what saved like, the stuff I was saying earlier about it being kind of annoying and obvious at the beginning the thing that saved it for me is that it ended up being more than just a like oh rich people are bad you know what I mean like Triangle of Sadness was rich people are bad I mean like it, I did it, it did it well I mean so I think they're good. a brilliant pairing I yeah, think they oh, are yeah. I, I wouldn't say that this one is like worlds Worse. above yeah. that yeah, but I'd like what I liked about it is that this does bring something else to the table. Like it's not just a kind of eat the rich thing. Like it does have this thing it about the, art and creativity yeah. that it made that, and that's what like differentiates yeah. it. And, and so, even that, it does it really on the nose. Like it's not, it's not hidden. He no, yeah, says exactly. it like yeah, throughout. It's basically He's like, telegraphed. Yeah, which makes it funny. Now I was thinking because like when I was watching, I was thinking about doing this podcast, and it, we are now kind of the butt of the joke because <laughs> this film does take aim at critics and like people that just sit online talking about um like food or like in this case film where it's just like you know just enjoy it just don't think about what you're going to talk about or like don't think about kind of breaking it apart yeah. just go uh, and sit down and just have this is a why fun i think i'm the perfect uh movie consumer yeah. i think i'm anya taylor joy and you yeah and i'm Nick Nick Hart. Hart. yeah oh know. my gosh it's so true I know, fair enough yeah oh. i'll give you that um i brought you here just for you to be killed <laughs> Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Massive spoilers. But I'm drinking your tea now. Yeah, I could I have okay. my tea, please? But but like yeah, with I think with the thing I can see people having an issue with the menu and like its lack of subtlety. But I just don't care because it's very entertaining. I think that's the point. I think yeah. you've missed. I mean, I'm going to be the pretentious wanker now and be like, you just don't get it if you have an issue with its lack of subtlety. Yeah, I love lack of subtlety, and I because life isn't subtle. Like yeah. usually, like things are blunt and crude and exactly what you expect often Mm. the you know stereotypes of rich wankers not every single one of them is the same and is the stereotype but they come around from somewhere Mm. so and i think it did it i think it did it really well they weren't completely depthless Eh, i mean actually they they were were. (laughs) they were but that's fine because you don't need them to be you know yeah they're exactly 
they're exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly. And I think I love, I mean, you can put Ralph Fiennes in anything to me and I'll find some form of entertainment and value in it because I just absolutely love Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, Yeah. he was really, I felt like he was having fun with this. Like, I felt like he was enjoying it. Um, which is good. I mean, like, I mean, everyone was pretty good in it, but like him, Andy Taylor Joy, and Nicholas Holt were just all great. Like Nicholas yeah. Holt was just so amazingly annoying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I actually, there was a time in my life I had such a big crush on him, and every movie <laughs> I've watched since then has just yeah more repulsing myself with the, my previous opinions because yeah, yeah he's so gross. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think. Comment what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, I guess, like semi allegorical about it is that whole like cult of personality thing, isn't it? Because like Nicholas Holt is like obsessed with the chef mm-hmm. and wants him to like him, even though he's like a bit of a dick. And you know, all these it's got like it's interesting at the end of the film when they all find out they're going to die. And Ralph Fiennes talks about how if you really wanted to skip to escape, you probably could have done. And like, I think that's kind of an interesting thing about how, like what people are willing to kind of, you know, when it's someone they idolise and look up to, how much they're kind of willing to give over to them. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, I feel that about Nick Holt's character, yeah. who is the one that he knew he was going to die when he goes there. Yeah. Um, that's a big spoiler, Soz. Uh, or not Soz, because you've chosen to watch this, listen this far. But anyway, um yeah nick holt i think that point can really be made about nick holt's character because he's the one that really idolizes Mm. stuff everyone else doesn't have the same respect for the chef so i don't think that and actually you've highlighted something that was one of the bits that i didn't love yeah um the i could see what point they were trying to make with the like you could have you could have escaped like you know you would have fought harder like if you wanted to and it's definitely one of the issues with the movie like luckily it's a silly enough movie that i yeah. find that it doesn't make any sense and of course these people would have fought harder to like they, yeah. they're just like okay i guess we'll just sit and finish our meal yeah um but i don't love the implication that like it's almost like you know you're bad and you deserve to die which is more what i took from that i don't right, think it's okay. about the respect for the chef yeah. because most of the characters in there actually do not respect the chef yeah um, but the thing was interesting though is that at the end when they all do when they again big spoiler when they all get turned into um s'mores, s'mores. is that they all say Hilarious. they all say thank you chef whilst they're yeah. being burned alive but i think that's meant to be more um of a uh they just realise they yeah, deserve it. Yeah, deserving. Like a pure... A pu- and he says it, doesn't he? F- yeah, like, fire purifies and cleanses. And I think it's meant to be more that. Yeah. But I don't think that yeah. any of those characters... Uh, I don't think it makes that much sense for mm. their arc. That they'll... they. I don't think they've learnt. Yeah, you know? which is weird because it kind of... Um, in some, It reminded me a bit of Saw in some places. Because obviously the whole thing about Saw yeah. is him trying to get people to appreciate their lives. And in some cases, they at the end of it, they suddenly value their lives now because they've been through all these... Yeah. Things. Um, so that was quite interesting. But... Yeah, I think it was it was a lot yeah, a lot better than I was expecting it to be, I think, in some ways. Like I knew I I'd enjoyed enjoy it, it a lot but... more than I I think I expected it to be good. Yeah, yeah. Um and in some ways I think there is some if you want an A twenty four thrillery film, it isn't that. Yeah. I don't think it was scary and I'm a massive wuss. Uh I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like yeah. proper cackling at points. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. really with 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 the delivery 
some of it was because of the acting some of it was because of like the story um but so much of it was like uh, i don't know what it would be considered like editing directing but just the flashes of uh when they're doing the menu and the, the, the what text, the dishes yeah. were the text and stuff like yeah. it was just funny the absurd the, the it's it's, a, it's absurdist mm. um it was, yeah. yeah, the I great bit with the, with the fraudulent invoices on the tacos and they're like what is this and she oh. says, it's a taco <laughs> or, it's a tortilla yeah yeah that's it it's delicious it? yeah <laughs> it's so good um, yeah loads of loads of excellent mm. bits like that yeah um, that just that just grow and you do feel like you're being taken on a bit of a journey yeah um, because each scene the absurdity has grown and I found it just funnier. And yeah. I was just like, oh, and now this. Oh, and now it's, like, funnier yeah. again. Um, yeah, and I think there are, like, if you took it really seriously, there are probably holes you could poke in it. But I think the film's biggest defence mechanism is how unseriously it seems to take itself. Like, it's yeah. clearly having, like, a good time kind of thing. Like, it's enjoying prodding people and kind of, you know, making these jokes and that kind of thing. I think that's what's so entertaining about it. And it's, like... I think this a similar kind of film in different hands could be almost insufferably like pretentious, and I actually don't think it is a very pretentious film no. because of how like because it's silly. Yeah, because of how silly it is, um, and I think that kind of tonal like using it tonally as more like a of a comedic film works so much in its favour. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like I think it was paced really well. Like I was never bored. I was always very yeah, kind of like really enjoying where it was going and, and watching it unfold. Even if it wasn't the most kind of shocking thing, like it was yeah. relatively predictable. But I was just like, I'm really looking forward to watching this kind of unfold. And yeah, I thought it was just a great length. It there was, was well. enough beats that I wasn't weren't yeah. anticipating as well. Like yeah. you don't know who's gonna get away. You don't know or if anyone's gonna get yeah. away. Um, little things silly jokes that i but that were still unexpected enough to keep it exciting yeah like the coast guard scene yeah i was like could so much could happen with this like you know it's not all gonna go the way of the characters like this obviously isn't gonna be the big savior but it could have went so many things and yeah and it yeah i was like oh is he just gonna be like shot in the head it's i was like i knew it was gonna be a failing of some variety I would say, yeah, it is interesting at the moment that that, that and Triangle of Sadness have come out so close together. Yeah, and for, I, we've not seen it yet, but from what I've heard, Glass Onion, very similar oh, in, in vibe. I am all about living it through a time where everything's the time of Eat the Rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it is, but you're right, it does have that extra element that Triangle of Sadness doesn't have. With, yeah. Um, yeah, with talking about... Uh, the world's effect on the on creativity Hmm. um and i would say that now that we're having interestingly you a movie that you've brought up i think previously um and that i think was trying to do similar things Hmm. to what these movies that we've been to um this and triangle of sadness uh but just didn't do it as well is don't look up yeah yeah it has that same re like using cliches being silly whilst making a serious point but like not leaning into the seriousness at all and i think there's an element like you really didn't like don't look up and i think i appreciated a bit more that it was doing this although i don't think it did it to nearly the same degree but that kind of like 
how stupid it is. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, yeah, I think this was kind of like what it was going for. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think this probably does address kind of a lot of what I didn't like about Don't Look Up. I think the menu does it a lot better because it still has the comedy and the silliness, but I think it, yeah, it has a bit more to say. Um, it brings something a bit more to the table, and I think it just... I think it just does it better. I don't think yeah. it particularly is more. I think Don't Look Up had plenty to, yeah. to say. Like, yeah. In the, a lot of what you complained about with Don't Look Up, like, you know, mm. like, if, if, if I recall, you know, that it's kind of like it's preaching to the choir. Mm. This is also preaching to the choir, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it definitely. I mean, it, it it's preaching to the choir, but I think, you know, like I, for, even for the menu, I'd consider myself to be the choir. You know, yeah, very, but, but, exactly. But even with the with the stuff about like creativity, it was like you know I agreed with it, but it did actually give me something kind of new to mull over that I didn't get from Don't Look Up. You know, with the whole thing about you know the the really the, the whole thing about the cheeseburger, that whole thing where it was like you know, remember why is he like this in the first place, you know, is something that I thought was, like, quite a resonant yeah. part of the of film. It was to you. Yeah. <laughs> I just really liked it. I thought it, like, in a film that's quite, like, mean-spirited, like, it was a weirdly touching sentiment to end the film with, which is, like, go back to the basics, like, why did you know why did you fall in love with this just yeah. keep, keep on doing that you know see because... i did like that it did that and i know it was necessary for it to make these allegories that you're doing and i, I i'm i'm a bit split on it because in other ways i kind of don't like that <laughs> it did that like i'm yeah. like i don't need this like i'm like I, it's mean-spirited but fun like yeah and and that's fine and that's kind of I mean, it was fun as... They made that bit fun as well, but I don't think it needed to stop being mean-spirited at any point. <laughs> I was quite yeah. enjoying it, so... Yeah. I mean, it still it sustains some of the mean-spiritedness with the very kind of Wicker Man, midsummery kind of climatic ending where he sets yeah. them all on fire. I mean, the, another thing to say about it is it's, it's a really... It's it, it's a good looking film. It's a good, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they do. Um, there are shots in it that really could just be from. They they mention Chef's Table in the mm-hmm. in the film, but like that really could be from like a foodie reality TV show. Like the way that the, the uh, dishes and stuff look on the plate are just um, like really good. Yeah, it's a very um, and you know, it's almost like a Scandinavian looking setting as yeah. well. Um, with the the kind of yeah the architecture and stuff. It's a really yeah really good looking film for sure yeah and we didn't um say anything about um his main i don't know what she would have been like maitre d like the, the yeah the, i thought she was excellent well she's like a second sous chef isn't she? oh no she oh no sorry cook. no you're talking about the the waitress yeah kind of but thing, she doesn't wait yeah, really yeah, either, yeah, 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 but yeah the one who guides them around she's like one of the, she's probably like i'd say third or f- like in the top four main characters yeah she's great i'm gonna um, look her up actually because i recognized her in the film and i couldn't remember what she'd been in before um oh right yeah 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 she was in the watchman tv show yes um i thought her character was excellent yeah she was great um, um definitely yeah and i feel like despite the characters all being fairly like sh- like shallow cliches all believable i was like yeah I've yeah, met each of them. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they like, do seem ridiculous, but they do actually definitely exist. Like even to them, even to their extremes. Like which I, I think is like the three kind of bro investor guys are probably the kind of most extreme personalities there, and they definitely do exist. You know, interesting the ones that I found the most extreme in the way that they were like most extreme, not in how like 
big or bombastic they are, but just in the kind of most shallow, least believable, most just just a cliche. Yeah, was the uh, regulars the, the? Oh really? Husband. I was just like, they have nothing to them other than the fact that you assume he's she's cheat. He's cheating yeah. the whole time. I mean, they were. I thought in some ways they're the the kind of most down to earth, but by but through that they were also the least interesting to me. I think the other more slightly more down to earth one was probably. Um, the actor and his assistant, because um, I think like he's one of I know, like one of the things is you, like you were saying earlier is that there isn't much nuance or like depth to any of the characters. But I think there was a nice moment of depth between him and the assistant yeah. where he's like you know where she's like oh I've been stealing money from you and he goes I know and that's quite a sad yeah no, moment. I, I quite like their relationships. I didn't find the bros. I mean maybe it's just my understanding of the world, but I was like yeah. They are a diamond. They they exist. They're out there. Yeah. There are more ridiculous versions of those. They yeah, weren't that so. bad. Um, the one that I was least like someone that I would you would actually meet was Nick Holt because. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, very much those characteristics, but just quite so caricature yeah. that it was like you wouldn't you wouldn't make it through life. No, I mean, I think the thing that was good about his character is that whilst it was very exaggerated, I think for. I mean, it is interesting because I think, you know, obviously not to an extreme, but he is probably the one that a lot of us would see ourselves the most in because he has that pretentious, like, kind of, you know, I think people without even realising that they're doing it do do the stuff he did, like like I do when we're talking about films and stuff like that, that kind of really, like, oh, come on, mate, like, it's just a film or it's just a piece of food, like, you don't have to kind of, you know, cry about it. But, like, so I think there, there are a lot of people looking at you, Letterbox, that can probably... Um, <laughs> see something of themselves whether they like to admit it or not and what nicholas holt how he talks about you know the food and stuff like that is very like kind of emperor's new clothes yeah, pretentious like oh, another bit that i found interesting that we haven't mentioned is the uh the when they separated the men and the women bit I yeah i thought that was quite quite cool and a little mm. bit different and i really like they're just like uh nice girls <laughs> yeah the, dinner the girls dinner yeah. afterwards yeah, um, yeah. When they think the the female sous chef is on their side, when actually she's like, "Oh, actually, it's my idea for it." My idea. Um, and the the guy, the last guy to get caught giving his uh, getting his celebratory kind of congratulations. Here's your meal for being yeah. the last oh, person. To be it caught. was it was just funny. Yeah. it was just really funny. Yeah. So many so many beats and like little bits of relatedness in this absurd. That's the thing with making an. Sometimes I don't like absurd things. Yeah. Um, if they don't have anything to tie it to reality yeah. but yeah you know whilst all their all their menfolk are off being chased down and they're just having like the girls around the table like having a natter and it's so much more relaxed and yeah. stuff i was like yeah i'm, I'm seeing ties into ties <laughs> to reality in this and, yeah yeah lots of no it's good i think i i do foresee it being probably I, th- I think it's better than I, I think a lot of people will give it credit for like I remember like Mark I was into Mark Marone's review and he was like oh it's just fluff like it's entertaining but it is just like fluff kind of thing and I'm just like I mean it's How not like it's not that? it's not like a nuanced masterpiece but like it is a lot more I think there's more to it under the surface I really than... don't like the lack of respect that making non-nuanced films yeah, yeah, gets yeah. it's actually I think harder because you have to because you you have less to hide in yeah you know like if you're making everything really subtle and just and just hinting at things Mm. and you 
are allowing yourself to make a movie that you need someone to explain to you afterwards, then that's fucking easy because you yeah. explain it afterwards. Yeah. You have people desperate to dissect. But if you really want to put all your cards on the table and still make it entertaining and balance that relatableness and that absurdity, I think it's way harder. And, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, less boring. Yeah. <laughs> less pretentious. And, sure. Um, yeah. So... I'm annoyed at Mark Commode for that. Yeah, it was, it was not it's one not of his fluff. better takes. It's got as much to say as any other fancy movie, really. You know, it's got it, it's got conversations about class. It's got conversations about um, uh, artistic and endeavours, about obsession, about celebrity culture, yeah. about... Oh, I love that line as well in the film where they say you're not cooking with love, you're cooking with obsession, yeah. which I thought was a really great line as well. Yeah. There's so much that it does say, actually. It just manages to do that. It man- it manages to do that it whilst manages, being yeah. a real laugh. Yeah, it just doesn't bury the lead, basically. It just, yeah, you know, you don't have to go digging for it, it's, yeah. which is fine. Which I actually, like, way prefer, so. Yeah, yeah. Skew- screw you, Mr. Commode, you know nothing. Well, yeah, well, that's a good way to end the episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, yeah, there, there goes our chance of getting him as a guest host. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Come and talk to me. Um, but yeah, the menu, very good. Exceeded expectations. But now, if you've watched this, and we've talked about how good it is, you're going to go and be disappointed. Yeah, don't listen, sure. to, don't listen to this. Uh, yeah. At all. <laughs> um, if you've listened to it, then don't listen to it. And if you have listened to it, just don't go and see the film now. Yeah, don't bother. No point. Yeah. I've told you. To be fair, we have told we you. We have told you, now, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, there we go. Bye. Bye.